Yesterday was linebacker and defensive lineman day at the NFL Draft Combine. We're going to talk about some of the players that could have stood out for the Chicago Bears that could be at needed positions for the team. We're also going to look at Jordan Schultz reporting that Jalen Johnson and the Bears are inching closer to a contract extension. And we're going to ask, how hot is Matt Eberflus's seat going into next season? All that plus a little bit of mailbag right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. What's going on, Bears fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. I'm the host here, Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Shy Bears Central on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into this content. So yesterday I talked about you know, the Bears interviewing uh, Latu Latu, uh, Leatu Latu, I, I'm, keep, I'm getting it, and Jared Verse uh, yesterday and how they are at that edge position that's much needed for the Bears to address. But there's other positions as well that the Chicago Bears need to address on that defensive line. I've talked a lot about how the new defensive coordinator, Eric Washington, likes to rotate players out on that defensive line. So I do feel that depth is going to be an important piece for that, uh, for that defensive line. I think I said offense, defensive line. And I want to look at some of the other prospects that worked out yesterday that definitely could be on the Chicago uh, Bears board. And one of the first ones that I want to look at is one that's more versatile on that defensive line, and that's Darius Robinson from Missouri. Now, this is a guy who had 12 sacks, 19 and a half tackles for a loss over the last two seasons. But the thing with him is how versatile he is. He's been used all up and down the defensive line, both as a defensive end and tackle. And the fact that his weight's gone up from 285 to 305 as well, it just adds to that versatility. Now, we do have one player already on the defensive line for the Chicago Bears that is, you know, versatile and can be used on the inside or outside, and that's Walker, right? But to add a young piece there, one that you can develop and mold as a depth piece and even has the chance to be a starter as well, I think there's a lot to be said there. And even having the opportunity to learn behind Demarcus Walker as well and his versatility and what he's been able to add so I really think that this is a player that the Bears absolutely could look uh, to, could take a look at in this draft. He also, he could be he slated there to go kind of lower in that draft. And I think if the Bears are able to add somebody who has been a true three tech and even at times a five tech, which is crazy enough as it is, could be really good for the Chicago Bears to add that versatility, that much needed extra oomph. He has the ability to get the quarterback. He's solid in both the run and the pass game. This is a, again somebody who. The Bears could absolutely take that look at and, and see what they feel they have in him. Um, you know, again, could could be interesting. That's really what the draft is about. I know that we look at the top of the draft and always players that are have the, have the highest upside and things like that. But when it comes down to it, uh, Robinson and his strengths and what he's able to do moving all up and down that defensive line at 6'5", 296 pounds, this is a guy right now that I think now there's some things with him is that he uh, reportedly is kind of over-reliant on his power where he needs to work on some of that technique things. But outside of that, great at the point of attack. Uh, he's good against the run. He has he has the hand technique to work in some, and he can work it inside and outside as a pass rusher. This is an extremely versatile guy that I think you can really take a look at. He's, he's, he's going to be drafted on day two so that, that the Bears have plenty of picks around that area where they can look to do something with. So I definitely think Robinson is somebody to take a look at that could be on the Bears' board when it comes down uh, to the draft to draft day. And you know, I, I wouldn't hate it at all. Again, a, a guy that really stands out, especially that versatility is what stands out the most to me. And I think that if I know anything about the Bears, know about Matt Eberflus and what I've uh, learned and, and looked into Eric Washington and how he likes those versatile players, 
I think that this is a guy that absolutely uh, the Bears could be on the Bears list. And I think the we, we, Bears fans would eventually love him as well. Now, next one is Jerzon Newton. This is a guy who we should, uh, a lot of Bears fans are probably familiar with. Out of Illinois, this guy is a monster. He just produces. That's the thing with him. He produces 6'2", 295 pounds. Um, again, over five and a half sacks in each of his final two seasons in college football. He comes in. He's that three-tech. We know, again, Matt Eberflus has not had the three-tech that is the best for his system since he's come in. And he can, he's another player that can play all up and down that defensive line. And because of that, I do think that, you know, as a versatile piece and somebody who's slated to go as well as day two, may even slip, slip down to day three, I think this is a guy that the Bears should absolutely have on the board if he's there. Not saying they should move up to take him or give up any assets, but if he's there when the draft, when the Bears pick, regardless of who, whatever else they've done in the draft, because of his versatility, I really like him a lot, and I would not mind. It's not just because he went to Illinois, but I would not mind to see that guy at all in a Bears uniform next season and have the opportunity to line up next to a Montez Sweat, right, and, 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 and help bring that acre there. Another player that I think the Bears should absolutely take a look at, this is another edge. This is Adisa Isaac out of Penn State, 6'4", 247 pounds, had reportedly a really good workout in interviews yesterday as well. Things with him. He, he, can, get to, he can get to the ball. He has, he's really good at, uh, at agility-wise as well. He has, a, he has a set of moves to get to it. Some issues with him, though, is that, again, kind of like some other things, he, he doesn't handle the strongest lineups, right? With that said, he's projected to go right now on day three. Now, this is a more developmental piece for the Chicago Bears. He's not as ready to go as some of the other guys. That's why he's slated to go on day three. But when you look at it, uh, you know, uh, seven and a half sacks, the third most in the Big Ten last year. He's intense. He has the fundamentals down. This is a guy that I really think the Bears should and probably will take a look at in this draft. But let me know what you guys think. Anybody else? that you guys are feeling missing, you guys have been really vocal on, you know, prospect list, things like that. Are you liking the way that we're covering the draft as well? Like, we're doing some of these bits and pieces, position by position. Uh, you know, I haven't really looked. I, I did my initial wide receiver positions. I did my defensive end positions. Now, I'm a defensive lineman kind of overall. We'll be looking at safeties probably in Friday's episode on top of the mailbag. So if there's any safeties you would like to hear me cover specifically, please go ahead and leave them in the comment section as well and if you're on the podcast side at the end of the show I always tell you guys how to get your thoughts in but moving on from the draft to free agency the Chicago Bears as you know one of the biggest decisions that they have to make this offseason is what to do with Jalen Johnson right can they get a deal done with Jalen Johnson where according to insider Jordan Schultz that the Bears and Jalen Johnson are moving closer and closer to a deal and that right now from what he's hearing again take this with a grain of salt we know insiders and things like that but what he's saying is that he's saying that it's going to be about $20 million average salary per year. Uh, and, you know, we kind of speculated the, the the franchise tag form, I think, would have come in at 18.7. So you're going to probably have to offer him a little bit more than that, which makes sense. If it's an annual of $20 million a year, that would put him around the, the, uh, the tied for the third most, uh, second most, actually, in the NFL. That would put him right up there with Jalen Ramsey and Denzel Ward as far as uh, average uh, salary per year. Uh, Jair Alexander gets $21 million per year. So it's not necessarily setting the market at all, but it is placing him in a place with his peers per uh, his production and what he's been able to do for the Chicago Bears. So I'm not mad at the $20 million number. Kind of the biggest question that I have is that if we do lock in him for $20 million, and that's what the market is for Jalen, and that's what we pay for Jalen, cool, you get him in, you get a guy who's developed in your system, who's developed for your team, he was drafted by the Bears, he's done everything that you can ask of a player basically to do that, that to earn a second contract with the team, right? 
And if that's what we do is we pay $20 million, what does that put the flexibility for the Chicago Bears in the rest of the free agent market? Now, we know we cleared upwards of $20 million by waving Cody Whitehair, Eddie Jackson, so it kind of replaces that. We got a little bit money, extra money on the cap as well with the rise of the, of the cap across, across the league. So all those things kind of benefit, you know, giving Jalen Johnson his money and still being able to be active. But what other positions are, are they going to spread the money out? Is it going to be another big name acquisition signing? So that's if if the deal is announced that Jalen Johnson does go ahead and come to a contract extension agreement or a new contract with the Chicago Bears. The, the next thing that I pivot towards is, okay, okay, what do we do with the remaining money? What position groups are Ryan Poles going to target? That is why I like that the free agency is before the draft in the NFL because it allows you to kind of clarify th- some things with veterans and then fill the rest of the things out with talented young rookies that are on cost-effective contracts. So we'll see what that means. Does it mean that the Bears are going to pay big money for an edge, a wide receiver, a center, right? Is that the route they're going to go? Are they going to go kind of middle of the pack free agents that can help, right? Veteran free agents that can help, but you're not necessarily breaking the bank at. But Jalen Johnson deserves his money. And I, for one, as I know many Bears fans, hope that the Bears do keep Jalen Johnson. And then we push forward going uh, going forward and see what the Bears are going to look like. Now, with that said, I want to have a conversation here before we get into the mailbag. And I want to talk about head coach Matt Eberflus. Coming out of last season, it was reported, uh, we all kind of understood why that Matt Eberflus's job may have been in jeopardy. Now, reportedly, the Chicago Bears spent a couple of days talking about it. They ultimately made the decision to hold on to Matt Eberflus. They revamped that offensive staff. They moved on from Luke Getze. But how hot is the seat really for Matt Eberflus moving into next year? And I want to talk about a couple of key things with it, right? Um, first, the quarterback situation. If you if the Bears do go a rookie quarterback, does that extend Matt Eberflus's time here, right? Does does that kind of re, not only reset the, the rookie quarterback clock, which everybody talks about, but does that reset the expectations for Matt Eberflus under a new quarterback that was drafted by this regime, does that give him a little bit more time, right? I think that is a fair question to ask in this because if you stay with Justin Fields, then you could still look to move on. I'm not saying you you, you can absolutely look to move on either way. Regardless if you keep or, or uh, Justin Fields or draft a new quarterback, it could be this is a, a true evaluation season for Matt Eberflus, who does have one year left on his contract after this year, right? So that's part of the clarity, and it's not like they have to extend him or anything, uh, after this season, regardless of the outcome. But if they do get a new quarterback, which if you listen to some of these reports that, you know, you know, it goes in every day. Uh, some people are saying, well, for sure, the Bears are moving on from him. Ryan Poles even had an interview uh, yesterday where he said, you know, if we decide to move on from Fields, you know, we want to make sure we do right by him, which is something that he's already echoed before. But so, for some reason, people are taking that as Ryan Poles has tipped his hand on what the Bears are doing with the quarterback. We'll see, right? But if you do reset that quarterback clock, does that also reset the expectations around Matt Eberflus? Or then do you just give him to finish out his five-year contract to then to then say, hey, we'll take a look at what you are by the end of year five. That'll be the second year of a rookie quarterback. If that's what they do, that's that's one of the questions there that lay ahead of, of Matt Eberflus. I'm sorry, year four. Year four, sorry. Because we're going into year three with now Matt Eberflus confused with Justin Fields. So that's the question there that lays ahead of Matt, of, of Matt Eberflus. Next, you just got him a whole new offensive staff. And I think this is an even bigger aspect than whatever happens with the quarterback because once you fire your head coach, if I'm not mistaken, those 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 uh, those coordinators become open to interview for other coordinator positions, basically. So the question is, is that now that you've gotten him a completely new offensive staff, you even got him a new defensive coordinator. Do you give him to the end of his contract, which is at the end of of the not next season, the season after next season? So we're talking about 2025. It's probably why I said year five, 2025. Would you then 
wait to evaluate him at the end of the 2025 season and this new staff, and maybe you look at people that were on the staff that may be up for promotions. Is that what you need to do, uh, that we look at that as well? And then lastly, I want to bring this up. Not that this matters. So there was a survey done by the Players Association, and in that survey, almost 1,800 players were uh, were surveyed in this, and out of that, the players ranked Matt Eberflus number 25 out of 32 coaches in the NFL. Now, when you add to the fact that four of the seven coaches that were listed below Matt Eberflus were all fired. So that kind of brings this uh, to that as well. Now, in that poll, the Bears finished actually 10th overall out of 11 categories. So, you know, that, that says that players actually do view, surprisingly enough, the Chicago Bears in a really good situation. But you got to ask all that as well. Now, while we know that Bear, the Bears players on this team really do like Matt Eberflus, you know, not saying that the survey should matter to what the Bears' decision is or not, but it does bring about that question is just how hot is that seat for Matt Eberflus heading into the 2024 season. Let me know what you guys think on that. Do you think that Matt Eberflus's job is, is as hot as it was that we viewed it coming out of this 2023 season? Or do you think with the changes, the changes in the staff, potential changes at the quarterback situation, do you think that that's kind of maybe locked him in to be able to go out towards the end of his four-year contract to be able to make that determination on Matt Eberflus? Let me know what you guys think on that down below. All right, let's get into the mailbag. we got two voicemails we're going to play today. This first one, this one's from Reggie from Vegas, who actually left this voicemail on the Chicago Bulls Central voicemail line, but I was able to find it, pull it, bring it over here. Let's go ahead and listen what to that. What up, Hayes? What's up, fellas? Hey, man, I just want to let y'all know. <laughs> I enjoy the show, man. I love you guys. Uh, this is Reggie Reg from Vegas. Always Vegas up, Bears now. Yo, check it, man. I, this whole thing with Justin Fields, man, and this Instagram is all crap. It's all a ploy. And I just get so tired of hearing so-called fans talk about Justin Fields bashing him on a daily. If he did get rid of Instagram, I don't blame him. I'd do the same thing. <clears throat> but my take on everything is, man, Ryan Pose knows what he's doing, man. All this is just smoke and mirrors. This dude is doing everything he can to get the best deal he can. This man loves money. He knows good players. He knows how to save money. He knows how to go out and get players. We've already seen that. We've seen that last season when we all, when most people thought that the trades that he was doing and the deals he was getting, that was all screwed up. He made one bad move. Big deal. We got rid of him, sent his ass wherever he's going. Adios. But other than that, man, JF1 is going to be RQB. And if he does go anywhere, Atlanta would be the better choice for him. And trust me, I'm still going to root for JF1 because I am a fan. And I believe everybody else out there that knows JF1 and knows this situation is a, a, a JF1 fan too. So that's my take on everything. Y'all, all you fans out there, man, y'all just, just cool your jets, man. Let, let us, let Ryan Pose do what he does. <clears throat> they wouldn't hire that man if he hadn't, if he didn't know what he was doing. He came from KC where he put together a championship team. They had a, a, a championship caliber line, and they were working on it, and then the defense, and then you got play callers over on KC. So, Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback he is because of the team he has around him and the coaches, and they know what to do with him. If he had a game in Chicago, he wouldn't be as successful as he is because we don't have the staff and we don't have the players. Same way with C.J. Stroud, same way with any other quarterback we talked about not having here or we should have got. We weren't in a position to do that. We're in a position now. We got the quarterback. And if y'all remember the story about the guy who got trapped on top of the uh, roof during the flood and he was said he said he didn't want to go nowhere because God was going to save him and he let all three of these 
uh, vehicles passing by, all his safety lines, he let go. Then when he got to heaven, he was like, hey, what happened? I was waiting on you to save me. Fool, I sent you two boats and a helicopter. God sent us Justin Fields. Come on, people, wake up. It ain't going to be another boat come through like this for another few years. We've already gone through as many quarterbacks as we could. This is the one. Let's stick with them. All right, fellas, y'all be easy. That's all I got to say on that. Vegas up. I think what, what the ultimate thing, and I know you left this a little while ago, but it, Ryan Pose is reviewing all the options, right? That is the biggest thing to take away from any of this. He is reviewing every single option that is, and I love when he worded it as this, it's not Justin versus anybody. It's about making the right decision for the Chicago Bears, and that's something that no Bears fan, regardless if you love Justin, you love Caleb, no Bears fan should be mad at a GM saying it's about making the right decision, what we feel is the right decision for this franchise overall. That is something that I can't hate on. I love it. That's where I want my, my my the people running my team to be at. Make the best decision for the team. Let the rest of the crap work itself out, but make the best decision that's going to get your team to the place that you want to get to and where you say your fan base needs to be. And don't, don't not not to get get it wrong, I see the signs that you're talking about, right? And I see the things that, you, that you're bringing up in that, but Ryan Poles is smart. And if I'm going to trust in Ryan Poles, that means I have to trust the decisions that he makes. Even if he makes a decision that I, I would not like to see the team do, let's see how it works out in the end. That's what I did with the Roquan shit, and it ended up working out. So let's see where it ends up. And I hope that at the end of the day, whatever decision Ryan Poles makes, that Bears fans give him enough grace and enough time to see how that develops over time, not to be so knee-jerky with just how it works out next season. And we'll see where it ends up for the Chicago Bears. Let's get into this next voicemail. This one is from uh, Jesse. Hey, this is Jesse from Illinois. I love what you guys do. I'm a new viewer, watcher, everything. But leaving my bias out of it, just seeing the writing on the walls, I think the Bears have already decided they're keeping uh, Justin Fields. Um, I keep going back to what Kevin Warren said when they were retaining Matt Everflus, and they were like, say what you will about him, but we know him. Well, they knew Luke Getze, too, and he's gone, right? I think they go after Marvin Harrison Jr. If they trade back too far, um, Marvin Harrison Jr. ain't going to be available past Arizona. And uh, I think they go after a free agency, guys like um, Gabe Davis. In the draft, you get a Dunze if you don't uh, – you pick up Marvin Harrison. But they, Shane Waldron already reached out to Fields, and either that tells you that it's so uncertain what they're going to do, or they already made up their mind, because there is nobody, there's no scout out there, there's nobody in the Bears organization that has come out and said, Caleb Williams is the ultimate generational talent. They didn't say that about Patrick Mahomes back in the day before this whole crew was here. They didn't say it about C.J. Stroud before he went to Houston. They certainly ain't saying it right now about Caleb Williams. Love to hear your thoughts. Thanks for what you guys do. Y'all have a good one. Bears keeping fields and targeting Marvin Harrison Jr. Well, I've been on record to say that that's what I would love to see the Bears do. Basically, I've been saying that since like week 10. Um, but, I mean, at the end of the day, I do think that there, like you said, there are enough wide receivers in this draft that I think the Bears are going to walk away with a damn good wide receiver if that's a position that they want to address in the draft. Now, they could address it in free agency for sure. Um, but if they want to address it in this year's draft, I think there's more than enough reason to believe and think that 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 they're that that they're going to be able to address it and get another dynamic wide receiver to go on the opposite side of DJ Moore. And then, hey, listen, we could be off to the races and see what this team really looks like. So that's my hope for it, at least. Let's see if it ends up coming about. So uh, outside of that, though, the Bears and the Scouts. Here's the thing: I don't think Bears Scouts would be tipping their hand one way or another. I don't think they'd be saying anything that would make it. Uh, obvious if they were drafting Caleb, I don't think they'd be saying anything that make it obvious they're they're gonna uh, trade the number one pick. 
But I think at the end of the day, the Bear Scouts get the, the reports to Ryan Poles, Kevin Warren, Matt Eberflus, and then they're going to make their decision. And so I, I ultimately, like, I, like I've been saying, I don't think a decision has been made. Well, maybe it may be made now that we just aren't made aware of. Maybe we'll make that. But I don't think that, you know, for people that have been saying that the decision's been made or this points to that, I don't necessarily think that's true yet. We'll see what Ryan Poles and uh, Kevin Warren end up doing. But that's my time for today, guys. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Chicago Bears Central. Make sure you guys are following the channel at Shy Bears Central on every social media platform. You can also send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, chicagobearscentral.gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and or voicemail for the mailbag, which mailbag days are Fridays and Saturdays. That's when it's the show's mainly built around mailbag. Uh, it's 773-270. I'm sorry, 773-242-9336. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related, thanks to you guys. And like I liked in every episode on, shy town up, but bear down. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of The Break, Break, Break Media. 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 Media.